0: Most of us would like to be able to save more money. At the same time, we still want to have fun. Today, we're going to show you how you can tweak just some habits and expenses for big wins without living like a monk. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast where we talk about how spouses can get on the same page, pay down their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom. I'm your host, El Martinez. Today's episode is brought to you by the free course, Five Days to 5K. Many couples I talk to know what they should be doing, right, pay down that debt, save money for emergencies or whatever goal they have. The tricky part though is where do you find the money for those goals? 5 Days to 5K is a free email-based course that helps you find, save, and earn extra money on the side so you can reach your goals faster. If you're interested, you can sign up at couplemoney.com slash 5K. Welcome back for a new season. And if I've been keeping track correctly, we're starting off season eight. Wow. First off, thank you so much. Your support has been incredible and not just for the podcast, which is most definitely appreciated. I took a longer break than I intended, and if you heard the last episode, you know why. One of my friends lost her battle to cancer. While I was taking some time off to process things, and let's just say it, grieve, I received so many kind, encouraging, and supportive emails, DMs, and messages from you guys. It's made things easier, so thank you so much. I feel even more motivated about this season. So what are we going to be talking about? The thread behind everything with these episodes is financial freedom. Having less stress and more options because you have a system in place that is paying off debt and actually building your wealth. I know that financial independence is a buzzword and is really popular right now in the personal finance sphere. You got stories where people are saving 60, 70% of their income and retiring in maybe five to 10 years. Listen, I commend anyone who simplifies their lives and removes the needless excess so that they can achieve their big goals. What I do see missing though in some of these dramatic stories are the numbers, details, And, well, relatability. Saving 70% of a $200,000 income is an achievement, but so is saving 20% of a $50,000 one. And to be helpful to families of different incomes, we need to look at the principles behind them. And it really comes down to mastering the art of living well on less. Notice I didn't say living on less, You do have to spend less than you earn. That's a core financial principle. But the other one is living well. I'm not interested in a financial diet, and I don't think you should be where you're depriving yourself just to save more. This is really about a lifestyle where you nail down what truly matters to you, cut out the noise and those expenses, and move your money towards your dreams. And it is a process, but it's something that can be done. But before you can pay off your debts, have an emergency fund, invest for your future, you have to save some money, right? So we have to develop our muscle with saving more. Which is why we have Ansley Fender on today. She's a personal finance coach and writer. And she helps people make sense of their money by designing spending plans that align with their goals and lifestyle preferences. She also understands firsthand what it's like to accumulate $100,000 in student loan and consumer debt while climbing her way out as a new mom. In this episode, we're going to get into how to pursue financial freedom when you still want to have a life, ways to have fun as a family without breaking the bank, and how you can earn extra cash by doing things you already enjoy. We're going to get you a few steps closer to saving more. when you're trying to save more, but you already have a full plate, it's really frustrating and kind of draining to review and tackle all of your expenses at once. One approach that we found really helpful is reviewing one area or expense of the budget. It can be for the week or for the month, whatever fits your schedule and personality. That might not be effective, but if you're looking at certain expenses, you can have some major wins. For most families, there are three key areas where they can have some big ones: housing, transportation, and food.
1: A lot of people eat out because it's convenient. People are tired. People are busy. Um, but what seems to work pretty well is uh, you know like cooking at home, but involving your children. So like, making pizza with your kids is super fun. I mean, yes, out dough and I mean it's like, incredibly messy. Um, You're going to create a ton of work for yourself, but very fun.
0: We actually started doing this last year with our girls, who are seven and almost four. Yes, it's a bit messier than when we make the meals ourselves, but the wins outweigh that. One, the kids think it's more fun to make something themselves than eating out, which can be a huge help on those evenings or afternoons when you're tempted to grab something on the way home or order delivery. Two, they're learning a skill that's going to help them out later in the future and us now as they're growing up. And three, having your kids assist with cooking gives you another reason to look for quick and easy dishes, which can also help you fight the temptation to eat out. We have some go-to meals that are really tasty and don't take a lot of prep work on our part pizzas, tacos, slow cooker curries, those are things that we can make that night or prep over the weekend. Now, even if you cut out eating out down to two meals a month, for a family of four, that's at least an extra $100 still in your pocket. Over the course of a year, you have $1,200 that you can use for saving. Now, speaking of kids, if you're a parent, I don't have to tell you that it can be easy to shell out a ton of money on them. Camps, daycare, sports can quickly snowball into big hits to your budget. Depending on your situation, the daycare bill can be a bit much to tackle right now, but you can reduce your expenses with the other two.
1: Another thing that's that has sort of helped us is um there are lots of volunteer opportunities Mm -hmm. and my uh our daughter loves animals loves animals and we we have several pets that i mean she's she's almost three and she takes care of the pets pretty well by herself wow nice um yeah and so you know if if we can go to the zoo on one of their discount days or volunteer at the animal shelter um that's that's great. She has a great time. She doesn't know if we've spent money on the activity or not.
0: How wonderful is that? Tapping into your kids' interests and finding ways they can volunteer or discovering low-cost activities that they love. Of course, there's still going to be expenses with raising your kids, and you shouldn't feel guilty about that. In our case,
1: it's Zoom membership. Um totally worth it. It's expensive, totally does not matter we budget for it because our daughter gets so much enjoyment out of it and we have you know this great family time
0: Um, but yeah it's just sometimes you have to make room in your budget for things like that another way Ainsley reduces those family related expenses is by letting others know what they're trying to do ahead of time the other thing that
1: has really helped I, I cannot stand a house full of toys. It drives me crazy. They end up everywhere. And let's be honest, kids would rather play with the box than the toy that's inside of it. One thing that we do uh, for holidays or birthdays is ask for experiences instead of toys. So, um, you know, if there's something we're really wanting to take our daughter to, um, there's a, there's a local science, a kids museum that's, you know, STEM based mm-hmm. and admission is pricey. Um, so if we're wanting to take her to something like that, we'll say, hey, if instead of giving her presents, if you'll contribute, you know, like 10 or 15 bucks to tickets, mm-hmm. you're more than welcome to come with us and see how excited she gets basically using your gift.
0: I think this is fantastic because you have people who already love your kids and want what's best for them. I'm not saying stop letting grandparents be grandparents. They're going to spoil your kids anyway. All you're doing here is redirecting them to more enriching and satisfying activities and experiences. Imagine one of your kids is into painting. Having a grandparent or some of your friends chip in for art supplies or a weekend camp or museum passes can be so meaningful. Re-examining gifts is one way to save, but another is examining our time. There may be a way for you to make some extra money on the side while still having fun.
1: Most of the the things that I did um, to make extra income are things I started back in college or even before that, just simple things like taking care of of animals um, when people go out of town. Can be extremely lucrative. I live in a college town, so you know oh. people leave every um, every break, and the international students, especially most of them, don't take their pets with them during the summer because they have to be quarantined, and it's this whole long process that's extremely traumatic for the animal and also very expensive. So they need to basically board their pets for the entire summer. Wow and i mean that's several hundred dollars per pet um and we we bring them in our home they have to be Mm -hmm. small and take care of them but again my my daughter loves animals so she really helps out with them teaches her responsibility and we get to make some extra money for basically just walking a dog when we walk our own dogs Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so that's been a great one but you can make money for almost doing nothing. Um, you know, living at someone's house for a couple of days doesn't take any sort of special skills or, you know, mm-hmm. just basically pack up for a couple of days and get a mini vacation
0: that someone's paying you to have. Now, this doesn't mean you have to take all your hobbies, go out and start a business. But I think it's really wonderful to be able to have a side income for your goals and give you some breathing room with your budget. So I hope this has helped you see some creative ways in which you can save money with your budget and still have some fun. Before we close up, I want to focus on some key takeaways I got from speaking with Ainsley. The first is approach your finances like you would your health. As you probably know, most diets fail because people can't stick with them. Deprivation is not a long term plan. Your finances are the same way. Instead of trying to drastically cut everything at once, look at it one by one and start making changes to your habits, your routines. It might be a slightly slower process at the beginning, but you're more likely to stick with them and actually achieve your big goals. The second is skip the cluttering gifts and instead go for experiences. I love how Ainsley took care of this, that she talked with her loved ones and asked them, well, instead of getting a traditional gift, could you help us out with this, with tickets to the museums or it could be the zoo? Look for ways that you can encourage your loved ones who do want to give and find something that would be more meaningful for the kids and for you guys. It's less work for you on the cleanup and they'll appreciate and have these memories forever. The third one is don't feel bad about spending money. I am all about cutting out needless spending and unnecessary expenses. But the reality is sometimes you do have to spend money. But if you do, make sure that it counts, make sure that it matters. This isn't about a guilt trip. This is about being more mindful with how we're using our money. So there you have it. Those are my takeaways. I'd love to hear from you. What are you going to use from today's episode? Come chat with me and talk with the rest of us in our community. We're over at Facebook at Thriving Families. We love to swap stories, ideas, and tips on how to live well on less. We'd love to see you there. Thanks to Ainsley for being a part of today's show. If you want a coach who's been there, who's on your side, please check her out. As always, I'll have links in the show notes so you can connect with her, the resources we mentioned during our chat, as well as bonuses like our free 5 days to 5k course. Next week, we're going to look at the other side of financial independence and freedom, specifically earning more. Grant Sapatier, the creator of Millennial Money and the author of the upcoming book, Financial Freedom, will dive into how you can earn more money on the side so you can become financially free faster. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on the episode or on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. And if you want to share this show with your friends, I would be grateful love to make the conversation about money be a way for couples to connect instead of a source of stress and a wedge. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime, additional music by Lee Rosevere. And finally, most importantly, thank you so much. I really appreciate your support. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Take care.